One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Very excited today to talk Amazon. Got some really interesting things. If you are thinking about growing your business, I have with me Ryan Flanagan from Nuanced Media. We were chatting and already, like I said two or three times, it's like, oh, we just got to hit the record button. This is too good. Like how this, this thinking is going. Hey, Ryan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Scott. All right. So you said a very interesting story about kind of what like catapulted you into the Amazon space, you know, really seeing it for what it was, selling millions in just a few weeks. So tell us, yeah, that's story time. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll start with that. So we, I found Nuance Media in about 2010 and we had been kind of the journalist agency, like most agencies start out kind of working statewide in the state of Arizona on different things. And we've been working with a number of different e-commerce clients. But in 2017, we worked with a particular company and literally the stars aligned because it was during the 2017 solar eclipse. And we were selling uh, solar eclipse glasses online during that. Period. Okay. Yeah. So we were looking at distribution and trying to figure different things out with that. And essentially over a six week period, we sold about $18 million online for them. And we said, well, we're actually making, we're doing something here. This is pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it, I mean, your eyes open up when you see like what it means when there's over a hundred million Americans with a credit card ready. Did you go see the uh, eclipse? Well, yes, I did. Okay. See, I actually live an hour away from the, uh, where it goes completely dark. And, and you know, mm -hmm. I made the drive, you know, a once in a lifetime just to kind of see America move yeah. you know the people from california like we were actually the closest spots to southern california in idaho and it was cool so that phenomenon like also creates this like amazon phenomenon it feels like a, a little mini christmas if you know what to look for i'm sure the next time you know there's an eclipse like this again you know there'll be huge opportunities for the people that are ready yeah. Well, and we had a whole bunch of people putting fraudulent stuff up and you just don't want to be burning your eyes out with eclipses. So we had to go to Amazon's legal team and get through some things. There's a lot of hoops to get into there. So I don't know how easy it is to get in Actually, that Actually, even better. I generally yeah. like it when it's hard. I think it's safer for those that actually jump the hoops. They're like, mm -hmm. okay, I know a lot of people that did really well with COVID and like mm -hmm. a lot of people struggled to actually get their listings up Yeah, and a lot of things going on. We had a number of clients that made tens of millions of dollars and a number of them that lost tens of millions of dollars if they had FBM set up or not because it was last person standing. So what we always recommend to our clients that we're representing in a full service capacity compared to just advertising is that they have, you know, FBA, FBM redundancy just in case. It's an inventory heavy business and there's a lot of moving parts and you, you got to be ready because uh, stuff happens. Mm -hmm. So essentially after what we did with, with that particular client and kind of grew, we said, well, there's something with this. And we completely pivoted over to just being an e-commerce agency and an Amazon agency. And since then we've worked with a number of like Dollar Shave Clubs, one of our clients. We have a number of pre-established clients out there that we work on Amazon selling things. We primarily work with established sellers making over 60,000 a month. And what we've really been pivoting into that since then is what we've kind of coined the term as uh, growth-driven advertising or proactive advertising on it. So I think just the numbers always make sense to me. I like to die in the hill of conversion rate. I always like to talk about it. These small little differences, you know, have a long-term effect, but that's actually not always true. You can have the best conversion rate in the world. If your product is in front of people, 
Amazon doesn't think is relevant. 100%. So uh, you do have to just drive sales. And Amazon generally rewards sales with more sales and dozens of ways to bring in traffic. And, you know, it seems like everyone on LinkedIn now is talking about like, you know, throwing TikTok traffic over to Amazon. And while that's an awesome strategy, like it's not the easiest, you know, there's a few moving parts there. And until I see someone like really nailing it, like I'm probably just going to stick around to Amazon's advertising. Before we work with anybody, we look at their catalog, we make sure that they have the right product family set up, that they're aggregating their reviews appropriately, that they're focusing on the top 2% on Amazon that makes about 98% of their sales compared to a larger catalog. Like let's focus closest to the wallet and work our way out from there. With that being said, then we look at the standard stuff, kind of listing optimization, content, images, videos, making sure that that's all, all good. But really what has been providing pretty good results is a combination of three different things. One is actually data mining your content and what's performing on a pay-per-click level and integrating those keywords that are converting high into the listing to rank higher organically. We have data, we're showing something that's converting at 20%. We need to put that in the hierarchy of the listing to make sure that we should- What, what do you mean hierarchy? Like, are you saying like title and the top bullet points? Yeah, like the title, you know, the best- converting highest traffic keywords really need to be in the top title. But instead of just doing keyword research on like what your competitors are doing, you should really be mining what you're converting for from your advertising campaign. So like, why do we not do more data-driven advertising, data-driven or proactive or growth-driven advertising on the platform? Because it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And that's what we do. And that's what we've been having a lot of success with. You know, you look at the keywords that are converting, the top ones, and you make sure, and we do the regular check on this, hey, the main keywords we're targeting, are they converting? Where are they in the hierarchy of the structure? And are is the copy updated appropriately? And we've seen some pretty good organic results from that kind of popping up and doing that level. Do you have any other, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just like thinking of like different questions. This is random. Do you feel, you say you take those top keywords, do you replicate that? So so like, will you make sure it's in the title and the bullet points? Does repetition matter? I do believe frequency matters to a certain level. So this is the interesting thing with Amazon, right? We've had clients that have been like larger catalogs that we just basically put up listings and there's very little copy. And then they start ranking based on sales and things like that. Amazon has more key points than Google does. So it's not just all keywords on this, right? They have the pay-per-click data too. They have those things. So I think that's a factor when they look at ranking as well. Frequency is also a factor with that, but obviously the hierarchy in there, first, you know, thousand words are typically indexed and the other ones may or may not be depending on who you talk to. So those are the things that we kind of look at. So Yes, frequency does matter, but it's an art when you come to how frequent and how much does it need to be there and not keyword stuffing and then still speaking English on the platform. Absolutely. So we want to grow sales. And so primarily we're pushing advertising, looking at the data, making sure Amazon sees that. What's next in terms of your playbook? Like, are you focusing on ACOS or uh, split testing? So I do want to state that I did hear you when you said it's hard, right? And you don't want to be trying to do this to your full catalog because that doesn't make sense. But like what we do see on Amazon is... You know, we like to call it the Parado principle on steroids. You know, 20% makes 80% of your revenue. When we do our analysis and checkup for people, 
like we typically see that you know five percent is making up 95 percent for a person's catalog and sales so there should be a marketing strategy for the other 95 percent that's only making up five percent of your sales and the five percent that's making up 95 percent of your sales because that's the biggest opportunity to take something from maybe 20th in their category to top five in their category. And when we look at this, this is kind of leads into the next thing. So I do want to state that I did hear you when you say it's hard because it's not easy. <laughs> Do you know it was one of the hardest part about e-commerce? You know, I'm 10 years in, it's like, it also takes patience. Inventory, if you have inventory overseas, manufacturing, all that, like your work today, you won't see the benefits for uh, a month or two. And I'd actually say that's probably what's harder more than the technical parts. It's more of just like the patience, the getting into it. You take your top 5% SKUs and you do the work on them. And then, you know, you, you hope that you did a good job. Yep. And as an agency in particular, and this isn't as frequent with like established sellers as new people, right? Because there's like a lot of mythos out there. There's a lot of people selling coaching and doing things that isn't a hundred percent as true as it used to be, right? There's a whole bunch of get rich quick schemes out there. Everything you know. evolves too. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's not the same market that it was a year or two years ago. Yeah. And five years ago, it was really simple. Right? Yeah. And 10 years ago, it was even easier, but that's the evolution. We have to evolve with it, right? So when we isolate that 5% that's making 95% of the sales, then we go into, you know, making sure we're doing split testing on the product too. And we have some great results testing the main image. We have a toy company that we work with that just killed it during the holiday season. And like we got a hundred percent increase in click-through rate by split testing the main image. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the main image that, you know, you ended up going with didn't have that white background. No, well, it did not have the white background and it had, had a hand holding the object. So, and we're talking about a toy sword that's three times more expensive than the toy sword market, right? So we're talking premium product on Amazon, which is, as we all know, is more difficult to do, right? Without stronger multi-channel strategies, the TikTok strategy you're talking about and some of these other things, right? Sure. So what we look at with that is how do you increase click-through rate? How do you do overall sales, particularly in products that are traditionally not as competitive on the platform because of price or a variation that way? But by having a premium sword, and there is a market for a you know $50 toy sword compared to the $8 foam sword out there. And this had a whole bunch of gadgets and a variety I mean, of things like that. My wife gets after me if I buy the cheapest thing. I have to, like when I'm making a purchase, it's not like that I like it. It's like I have to defend it to uh, my wife. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, I've done my research and I will buy the more expensive product. There's no question that premium products, like there's a place for it and, and they do really well. And I'm just curious, like, you know, you say hundred percent improvement and click-through rate and oh, there's something there, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. And, you know, your listing has to have a certain amount of sales velocity. You have to do that. You have to do some variety of things, but there's tools now for split testing, the main image, the title, and then the A plus content. Now, obviously, A plus content is a lot harder to split test because you have to develop out full content compared to that. But that's something that you can do as well. Is this using like Amazon's experiments? Like, yep. yeah. Yep. And I feel like they have had some of those things around for a while, but then they recently just like revamped it. Right. What's your favorite part about like what how it works now? I mean, I think Amazon eventually kind of had an internal conversation with themselves and said, hey, we're really about selling. Why do we have such stringent terms of services on the main image here? Like, why don't we try to enable people to be a higher click-through rate and focus on more conversion and selling more, right? Amazon rewards that. 
So what I like about that is it's gained in more of an analytic place that you can actually control your own destiny, run tests, and focus on better conversions, right? This is the maturation of the environment that we're seeing. And we're not yeah. only seeing that within the split testing ecosystem on Amazon, but we're also seeing it with the brand referral program. You know, if you're running those TikTok ads and you have a click through on that, you can have your brand referral link on there and get up to 10% on your category back. And then Amazon's only 5% referral fee, right? Which is really nice on that level. But there's also the larger conversation that we find a lot of individuals not talking about is tacos versus ACOS, right? And Scott, you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you know, we've seen this for years now that people are always talking about ACOS and um, I'm fundamentally about against just talking about ACOS. That's if you're a business owner and you're trying to make money, ACOS just makes sense. Yep. You know what I mean? 100%. But tacos, total advertising cost of sale, that's basically how much money are you spending on your on ads totally? And a lot of people will say, like, ah, oh, 10% is like standard. If you're doing eight, seven percent, six percent, you're probably leaving a little on the table. If you go above, that means you're in a growth mode right now. You are uh, trying to grow more market share. And it does mean your initial product should have decent margins just to survive that kind of investment. And if you don't understand that Amazon is a advertising-led growth, then you're probably understanding what the marketplace is about. Right. Or if you're working with an organization that's always talking about ACoS, right? Like yeah. that's treating Amazon as if it were Google. Google doesn't care if you sell one product a day or 5,000 products a day. It's not in the algorithm. And Amazon, Amazon cares about your sales. So the thing you want to look at at the end of the day, even if you have a strong brand, is what is your tacos and how much does that work with? Now we see on this, we have some clients that we have 3% tacos on and they're killing it. And then we have other tacos that have more of a 20% tacos, right? Higher, they're in a high growth mode. We're really focusing on that. But they also have the margins to support that too. So when looking at your products, you want to see where the unit economics are on that. Like what is your margin at the end of the day? And then really budget for, you know, minimum 10% tacos on that. Um, and probably a higher amount of tacos while you're in growth mode. Yeah. So transitioning from ACOS mindset to uh, tacos, what does that allow you to do? So it allows you, quite frankly, to be more aggressive with your ad spend and then focus on, we can calculate down to profitability too. So that's a nice thing too. A lot of people aren't looking at your profitability at the end of the day. It's one of the things that we can do if somebody is more focused on profitability compared to growth. You know, we have clients that are trying to get acquired and profitability is doesn't matter, it's just get market share, right? And then there's other ones that are more profit driven. That depends on where you are in your journey. But basically you have the conversation on that and then you identify, well, what are our target tacos as an organization? And then how do we make, meet that? And then how do we grow that, right? And then based on that, we can get more aggressive with ad spend. We can get more aggressive with those type of things. Obviously you're not wasting ad spend here, but you can get higher with your ACoS and not freak out at the end of the day. You can be more aggressive with ACoS and drive more organic rank because you've gotten more sales and then your tacos actually drop even though you have a higher ACoS. Yeah, I loved hearing you say that you feel Amazon's getting a little looser about you know, the TOS and the primary image, that's mm -hmm. a new trend. I actually saw that being talked about, saw a few images and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. We're hitting 2023 and uh, advertising is definitely a matured market. What are some new or like, where do you see like 
things going. What do you talk about in your organization of like, hey, this is where the puck is moving. Let's get ahead of it. Right. It, it really kind of comes into the multi-channel side of things, right? So I think with uh, the brand referral program being launched is Amazon's continuing to try to move their flywheel, right? And we are seeing that brands that have multi-channel components that aren't Amazon. Are you saying multi-channel advertising or multi-channel like selling? Both, to be honest, right? Because one is rare without the other. So what we typically recommend is Amazon's about 49% of product search in the United States. Google's about 35% of product search. So before you aggressively start approaching TikTok, Facebook, any social media or those type of things, we do recommend that you have a Shopify store. We work with Shopify. We don't work with any other platforms. We did a ton of development on other platforms for a longer time, but Shopify is making its own play in the market as well. Yeah, they've really differentiated. They kind of answered a question, you know, how do we do this easy? So are you doing anything about the Shopify store that like kind of works in tandem as a, as a whole strategy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me kind of walk through this. So what we see is you get Amazon up, it's running, it's a great place to test. You do good listing optimization. You can build a Shopify store pretty much really quickly based on the listing, the content, and all those things you already have up there right? Because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So if you've already invested a ton of money in listing optimization on Amazon, great. You've already done half your work for you for a Shopify site, mm -hmm. right? You build out the Shopify site. What we typically do at that point is start running Google shopping ads, make sure the ads are syndicating. You can import your reviews from Amazon and TOS. I'm not a lawyer, so talk to your lawyer about this, but we typically cite that the reviews came from Amazon and a copyright. Did you know that like the new buy with Prime they're, you know, Amazon's like trying to push more stuff into Shopify yeah. ecosystem. I, it was just announced in the last week or two that you could bring in your Amazon reviews into uh, Shopify's uh, like kind of like a plugin and they would link to the Amazon page. And but really what they want to do is just make their reviews more available. Uh-huh. 100%. I think what you just said is like Amazon's on board. They're in. Right, so if you're a seller on Amazon, right, just think about this really quick, and you have 100 reviews, you're an existing seller, you're already making some money, why not get on Google? Google's 35% of search, right? Now you can import your reviews, you can have that up, you can launch Google Shopping. If you look at the syndication for Google Shopping, like go search right now at your competitive product on Amazon and your search term on Google, nine times out of 10, there's gonna be significantly less reviews on Google Shopping right for that which is 35% of the search market those are the two things that we like to do first before even approaching the TikTok the Facebook and all those things and the reason is everything's holistic right for example i had a advertisement that came to me it was during the summer it was for a mosquito killer right it was a great mosquito killer got 10 million dollars in funding looked great blah 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 went to the website i'm like oh maybe i'll buy this i checked on amazon at, at like two and a half stars like I am not buying this product because it's a crap product, right? I used Amazon before purchasing on the website as a litmus test. And that is something that's happening. So you have purchasers who want to buy on Amazon and are kind of committed to that process because they feel safe with it. You also have people who buy on your website and you get that 15% commission back from Amazon. You're not even paying that. But that's what happens is you do the Facebook ad for your great new glass that you sell. 
and people are like, that's a great glass. Let me check Amazon to make sure if it has good reviews or not before purchasing on your website. I think with this new uh, buy with Prime, that that whole process not only gets a little bit easier, but also easier to like kind of link your Shopify with Amazon as like one of the same. And that like the content that you built, the success that you built on one, I've shared. And like, who cares if your Google Shopping ad actually ultimately converts on Amazon? You found a new channel. And then like, even if your product is not successful multi-account, you have both shots on goal, right? You base the base here. So 80% of search you're covering for products online. And then when you're doing the brand awareness campaigns, or, you know, direct response campaigns on the social media channels, you pass the litmacy test, you have a chance for them to buy on your website, you get 15% back on that, and you increase the lifetime value because you got yeah. email marketing, you have all those other things. Well, I'm excited to see where this buy with Prime goes. I, I think it's really this month, they've started making a, a few announcements about rolling it out to everyone. And I'm kind of like, my financial future is tied to Amazon. So yeah. I kind of always root for them at the end of the day. I'm like, let's win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shopify is great. And honestly, like if I were to start again, like I definitely would give it a fair shake. There's some interesting things that you could do there, but I am kind of surprised to hear you're an Amazon agency and to see, hear you really thinking like, no, 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 no. Like we got to like, you know, this multi-channel perspective just to stay competitive, to be in the market. And that's something that we actually offer with our services is we do all the consulting for Amazon, like talking about growth strategies, managing, split testing, all those type of things. But we also advise on multi-channel strategies because it's critical to your Amazon success, right? We may not actually do that. We have a partner network that we can refer out to and get you good people who execute and do a very good job in that because we do what we do best and we have partners that do what they do best. But if you're ignoring that it's like kind of working out in the 80s. You go to the gym for two hours, but then you come home and eat pizza all night and you're never going to lose weight or you're never going to get in shock. Hey, that sounds fun to me. <laughs> I know. Well, you can see me. I, I, <laughs> I ascribe to that. But you know, but that's the, the level is if you're really looking at your Amazon growth, you can't look at it in a silo. You have to look at it from the multi-channel strategy because your competitors are doing it. Yeah, actually, I think, you know, you should just look at your competitors off Amazon strategy just to get, get a few ideas. I think you can learn so much by going through your competitors full funnel, buy your competitors products, anything like understand, mm -hmm. like, what is the best in town doing? I do this with my software. I go through someone else's full funnel and be like, whoa, they just like actually put me through an experience that I didn't expect. And that'll make you better. It's actually really easy to take the best ideas from others, change it into your brand and the way that you want to deliver. And yeah, it's actually kind of a fun part of business. It was an imitation is the best form of flattery. Well, there's some people that have just been doing this for years. You can't ignore that. Like some of these internet marketers, they've been around for 20 years and they just iterate, 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 mm -hmm. and like, you know, make optimizations. And what we are today in 2023, like we, we were talking about like the market, like an Amazon, the sophistication, it's really just an iteration. Amazon's iterating on their back end. Sellers were iterating on our end. And the type of conversation that we're having now just like would not have happened. Yeah, well, and what happens with AI and everything else that's coming around too, right? Like yep, we got another round. Yep. And we're leaning to that. We're uh, in our tool, we're, we're messing around and trying to build a listing creator with AI. It's a little tricky, but we'll have something at some point. Love it. <laughs> well, lots of great ideas. Love the tacos first approach and the multi-channel. 
you have on your website, like nuancedmedia.com, kind of a, a guide, brand growth guide. It, it's a growth strategy guide to Amazon talking about things that you should really be implementing, how you should be growing, some of the growth-driven advertising fundamentals that we spoke to today as well. And then also, if you're a company that does over 50000 a month on Amazon, we also do an Amazon advertising checkup which is something like it's weird like you'd think that people really would have their advertising on amazon down or other people on there but we get so many people that are just wasting tens of thousands of dollars on a monthly basis you know and this is these are hundred thousand dollars you know, going on right i, I don't but, know if i've wasted that much but i've seen uh you know hundreds of dollars just just like totally out the door we uh cast iron we had a product that was a cast iron able skeever and for some reason we were advertising on cast iron yeah. and just like such low results, like just gone. And then we found out that it was in different campaigns, the same term. Yep. So like I solved it once, came back a week later. Oh crap. Oh crap. Three times. Yeah. But we just find like, and that's the thing you go to a doctor, get checked up. Why don't you get your advertising checked up? Absolutely. Right? And that's uh, something that we're offering is a free solution for people who just don't know if they're underperforming or where they're at of the platform. So those are the two main things you can find both on the website, the growth strategy guide or the free checkup if you're making you know roughly $50,000 a month or more on Amazon. Okay, I love it. Well, uh, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on, for chatting, pushing the conversation into 2023. Well, we'll wrap up. I want people to like spend, listen, get a lot of value, uh, then get real excited and turn off the podcast and go to work. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> go do it. Do it okay. now. Thanks everyone. Stay tuned for next episode. Ryan, thank you for coming on and, and giving us your time. Thank you so much, Scott, for having me. It's been a real pleasure. All right. With that, we'll uh, let everyone go and hopefully you have a, a great 2023 selling. All right. Take care. One, two, three. Yeah.